Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. After editing this topic, I noticed that once again, I couldn't help myself. I talked too much on the topic. So this will be two parts. The parental pause part one and the parental pause part two. Let's get started with part one. The parental pause. It was about 13 years ago I was working at a juvenile detention. And it was my first day and I was shadowing my supervisor to kind of see what the the job would look like. And he was talking about the different protocols and and he got to the topic of, you know, what to do in a crisis situation. And he asked, what is the first thing that you ask yourself when entering a situation where a juvenile is in a state of crisis? And I spit out what I thought was a really smart, fancy answer. And I said, how is the environment currently impacting the juvenile? He smiled and said, nope. And then he said, the first question you ask yourself is, where am I at right now? How am I feeling in this moment? And this was a total game changer for me in my career, in my personal life. Whether I was working at detention, residential facilities, schools, private practice, or outside my professional life. And with friends, with family, with the person who's tailgating me on the highway, at the game when someone budges in line. It applies to all relationships and so many different situations. Before I can enter into any level of crisis, conflict, difficult situation, question one always needs to be, Where am I at right now? How am I feeling in this moment? So that's what I call the parental pause. It is the pause that the parent makes before jumping in, saying that thing, acting to resolve the situation. This parental pause is so important for parents to do, to practice. Because I believe that so many people feel that a part of parenting expertise or any expertise for that matter, is acting immediately. Because, you know, when you're an expert, you know what you're doing. You don't need to pause. You don't need to think. You just act. But rarely is immediate action the best course of action. The vast majority of the time, good parenting looks like a parental pause. Pausing to ask, where am I at in this moment? Sometimes immediacy is the way to go. I was, I was sitting and thinking about this time. I was probably seven or eight. I was swimming in the deep end with a bunch of teenage dudes playing some weird dunking game, drowning game. And my dad saw me in the deep end of the Holiday Inn uh, on my way to drowning. And he just jumped in to the deep end, fully clothed, pulled me out of the water. And saving me from drowning, most likely. 
So the immediacy in that was good because it was actually a matter of life and death. But now, in 2020, so much of the conflict, the crisis, the disagreements, it isn't a matter of life and death. So maybe a little education on emotion is helpful at this time. So think about it, the word, emotion, to evoke motion. It's right in the word, motion. And usually how we relate to these emotions is the bigger the emotion, the bigger the motion. Big emotion equals big motion, big action. And the motion needs to occur now. This big emotion, big motion now system kept the species alive. So it is the reason why we're here. You've heard me say it before, the world used to be much more perilous in terms of confronting situations where things were actually a matter of life and death. So this emotional reactivity system served us. Nowadays, it can serve us in those rare situations, like I said, if if your kid is drowning, if your five-year-old is in the street and doesn't see the car coming, when you're at a baseball game and a foul ball is hurling towards your adolescent but they don't see it because maybe they're on their phone. These are situations where big emotion, big motion now are great. But now I hope we can agree that these aren't the majority of the interactions that we have, the majority of situations while parenting. So the system shows up in situations where it's often not helpful. We can picture dad in the kitchen finding out His high schooler is vaping and skip school today. We can picture dad. All right, things are going to change around here. You're never leaving this house again. Give me that phone. Give me those keys. And you can forget about that summer abroad program you wanted to do after your junior year. We can all picture that. And not just ripping on dads. You know, moms can do this too. Big emotion, big motion now. This system impacts us all. And I'm not saying the total opposite of this system is what's called for. I just picture the parents sitting at home, so you just let them do whatever they want. There's no action. You never follow up. There are no consequences. No, that's not what I'm saying. Expectations, consequences, and following through on those consequences are essential. But it's not an emotionally reactive thing. It's about taking that parental pause. Asking yourself, how am I feeling in this moment? Am I able to have a conversation with my child? Am I able to remain in a place where I can listen and be responsive? And doing those things actually help when talking about expectations, following through on consequences, and holding your kids accountable. I'm telling you, this parental pause, if you practice it, if you believe in it, it can be a total game changer. I always say, imagine growing up in a home. You know, imagine having a dad who believed in and practiced the parental pause. Imagine it. Put yourself in your childhood kitchen. You're sitting there. And dad just found out about the awful thing you did. And imagine, instead of yelling, your dad takes a deep breath and says something like, 
Whoa, that's some really concerning news. There is a lot going on right now inside of me. A lot of anger, a lot of fear, a lot of frustration. And as I'm standing here and checking in with where I'm at right now and what I'm feeling in this moment, I'm thinking, I'm noticing that I just might not be able to address this with you right now. I don't think I'm in a place where I can remain calm and be responsive and listen. I'm sorry. I'm thinking it's best that I go for a walk so I can get into a place where I'll be able to have this conversation with you. I'm sorry. I hope that's understandable. I love you. And I'll be back a little later. Imagine. Imagine growing up in a house where that occurred. I mean, just even once, twice, if you saw your dad pause, process, and plan so that he didn't say or do anything that he would regret and be able to listen and hang in there with a really difficult conversation. Maybe you did have a dad like that. If you did, that's awesome. I just don't know too many people who saw that going on in their homes. And not only would that serve you, but think about the kid seeing their parents, seeing their dad doing that, modeling that pause, the processing of emotion, the honesty, accountability, and vulnerability in saying, I just don't think I can have this conversation right now. What a beautiful gift to provide your kids. The gift of modeling emotional intelligence. Modeling the incredible, important skills of awareness, accountability, and appropriate action. Here's the beautiful thing. You can be that dad. You can be that mom who models these things. Great parenting, perfect parenting isn't about not ever being rattled, not ever being angry, freaked out, terrified, and uncertain about what to do. That's not great parenting. Great parenting is being aware and then accountable for that anger. For that freak out. For that uncertainty. Not only do I want to remind you that you got this, I want to remind you to come back for part two of the parental pause, which will be released in a few days. Talk to you then. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again.